I knew sales was not where I wanted to be. And as soon as I got that position in marketing, it was home. Our guest today is Kara Prozac. Make sure you stay tuned till the very end. You won't want to miss a second of her great advice. My name is Eilish Smith. I'm a senior at Gonzaga University and you're listening to Careers in Marketing, a Gonzaga podcast. Fortunately, Cara is currently working in Spokane and was kind enough to invite us over to her office. My producer, Nicolina, and I jumped at the chance and drove over to meet her at her office on the corner of Wall and Riverside in downtown Spokane. Eilish and uh, Nicolina, we're waiting downstairs for you. Okay, perfect. I'll be right there. Okay, thanks so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Cara brought us to a conference room, so we had a quiet space to chat. Before diving straight into questions about her career, I wanted to hear a bit about her time at Gonzaga. Bear with me. It was a, a while ago, but... Um, yeah, honestly, there was a lot of things that had happened in my life during the time of college, which which happens for everyone. Um, but there was some really life shifting things when I was uh, ending my freshman year. My dad unexpectedly passed away. So, you know, do, dealing with that and finding yourself in college and not necessarily knowing what direction you want to go and just trying to find a home was important. Um, I was playing collegiate volleyball at the time and ended up becoming um, a member of the club volleyball team that was on campus as well. Um, and continued on to not only play that, but win two champion, two divisional championships, um, <laughs> along with deciding if I should go for my MBA or, you know, working in Peggy Sue LaRose's class for, um, I don't know if they still do it, where you work with a company to develop a whole bring to market plan. I don't know. I can't remember what it was specifically called, but, um, you know, managing that Although it was tough, it was great. Um, and all the professors that I interacted with there during both my undergrad and my master's um, were influential and completely understanding uh, when it came to my struggles. And um, I think any suggestion to a student at this point is like, if you are struggling, ask for help. Um, that was a really tough lesson for me to learn was asking for help. Uh, Cause you know, you go in so strong headed of like, I'm an independent person, I'm on my own. Um, but it's, it's never a negative to ask for help. So yeah, it was, it was a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you really enjoyed your time at GU. You stuck with it all the way through your MBA program. And you jumped right into your um, MBA program right after graduation from your undergrad. What was that like? I did. So there was a lot of debate um, between me and internally what I wanted to do and what the best step for me next was. Um, and I consulted a lot of people, not only within my family and friends, but I actually consulted a lot of um, the School of Business uh, directors and uh Professors, So it wasn't an easy decision, but it was the best decision for me. Uh, and I don't regret it whatsoever. But I, I really enjoyed the School of Business program there, which uh, directed me for my MBA as well. That's so awesome. It's like so rare to see someone go from, I guess we're seeing it more and more, going from undergrad to MBA program. But we've always been like, get some like time under your belt yeah. or experience. But it sounds like you really grabbed a hold of the opportunity and ran with it. Yeah, and it, and it was, you know, a financial decision as well. But for me, going back to school, 
Um, I felt that once I was in the workforce, I wouldn't be as motivated to go back. But within this industry, um, and, and a lot of industries as well, uh, across the board, having your master's is that you know next step in development. And it's not saying that it's needed in order to go for your next step or the next step within your, within your company. But um, for me, I just wanted to have that leg up and decided that that was the best for my future. Cara learned a lot here at Gonzaga, and she took that knowledge with her on her journey to her first job outside of college. How did you navigate getting your first position outside of your MBA program? Yeah, so um, I actually found a position while I was in my MBA program, um, and so I went from a work study to an MBA uh, grad assistant in the same office. They just couldn't get rid of me. I loved everyone. <laughs> they they loved me, um, at least I hope. And um, while I was there, uh, I knew that my direction, I wanted to go into sports marketing. So that had been um, a path that when I first got into Gun Zaga was the direction I wanted to go and where I wanted to take things. And so looking at, you know, Spokane's a fairly small market when it comes to um, professional sports uh, and sport teams. So I just kept an eye out and there ended up being a sales position, um, a group sale position open at the Spokane Indians. And at the time it was the fall before my graduation and I was like, you know what, this could be a great spot um, to start. I've heard great things about the organization. Um, So I interviewed and and won the position. And um, so I finished my MBA while working as well, uh, which a lot of people do and uh, which is great (laughs) for the courses that are offered. Um, So I was able to accomplish that, which was great. And so from there, I ended up going that sales route and continued into uh, another position with uh, in sales and group sales with uh, the Sacramento River Cats down in California. Um, And it was at that time that I got to see a more in-depth of sports marketing and just felt that um, it wasn't where I wanted to be. So after, you know, a couple years in the workforce, I decided to pivot out of sales and sports marketing and focus more on marketing as a general, um, you know, a general umbrella. So it didn't matter to me the industry that I was in, but I knew that I wanted to be on a marketing team just based on uh, some of the things that I saw. So I left my position there, came back to Spokane without a job and spent a month or so looking. And it was one of those, um, you know, one of those situations where a fresh graduate would be in as well, where you don't have the work experience in marketing and are just looking for that opportunity. And it just so happened that um, I came across an opportunity with Associated Industries and they took me in and gave me the, you know, step in that I needed for marketing. And it was fantastic. Um, I really loved the management that I had there. I loved the coworkers that I had there. And it was just a great first transition back into the marketing realm. Can you tell us about like the difference between sales a sales position in marketing and a marketing position in marketing? Yeah. So, you know, that's actually a question you would get a lot in marketing when it comes to hiring someone or an interview process. Um, I I remember that a lot (laughs) and I remember being able to answer it very clearly. So bear with me if it's a little rough, but, um, you know, with sales, you are on the end of receiving what marketing does. So marketing goes through this entire planning process and execution 
um, for the customer, but what sales sees is what the customer sees and, and receives. Um, so you're really getting that feedback of like, well, I saw, you know, you're promoting this event. What does it mean? And you being able to execute that marketing message. Um, but it, it teaches you how, how your market and how your customer base is looking at your marketing. So I found it very important to having a sales background, um, because it is important to know that customer side of things, uh, and be able to interpret, you know, on the very front end of a kickoff and brainstorm, just how that experience is going to be at the tail end of it. So, um, with marketing, you know, you can get caught up in the bright lights, big city where you're developing these huge campaigns and executing something from beginning to end. But, um, you know, you may not necessarily see that customer end, um, in certain positions or in certain companies. Uh, what's awesome here is that we do get to see that because we have our operations team within our marketing, um, you know, umbrella, and we have a lot of those report outs on directly how uh, our marketing efforts are related to pipeline and return on investment. So it sounds like you're just like you moved up the like marketing funnel, like yep. versus the bottom of it, you moved up towards the uh, top or middle. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say funnel wise, and and you know it's different per company as well. Um, you know, companies may have a marketing team of one or two, and they don't see that direct or have the capability to show that direct return on investment. Besides, very, um, you know, very uh, cosmetic uh, as to what they're seeing with engagements or you know, just general sales numbers. Um, so it, it, we're very lucky to have a robust team here that can do that. <laughs> As you just heard, and I'm sure like many of us will find out, Cara's first position was not her dream job. After her transition from sales, she spent some time at companies like Associated Industries, Reach Bio, and Ecova before she found her home at NG Impact, formerly known as NG Insight. Describe like your day-to-day life in your position currently at NG. Yeah, so here at NG Impact, um, my day is never the same, and <laughs> I love it that way. I, I wouldn't ask for anything different. So, um, you know, my day goes from receiving international at this point now international uh, news opportunities for an expert or a, a C-level individual to comment on something that's happening in the UK to writing social posts and getting it sent through you know either live or Hootsuite and scheduling out to developing an external communications plan to execute in Q1 uh, so you know I'm touching anything from our digital to external communications my position is unique in a sense that um, I'm part of our digital strategy team and that's my main focus but I also have half of my role under external communications where I'm driving a lot of our brand awareness and public relations efforts. Wow, that sounds so awesome. Honestly. It is. I love it. <laughs> sounds like you have like your uh, your fingers like a lot of pies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's that's not for everyone. You know, when it comes to um, personality types and interests, like for me, I've always loved social media. I've always loved the fast paced nature of um, digital and external communications. I didn't know I loved public relations as much as I did until I was in this position um, and got to really see that that uh, that side of marketing um, and the positions that I had before um, we weren't it was very light touches when it came to public relations so being you know hands knees elbows deep into um, 
shuffling management between getting an expert to answer some of these questions in order for our PR agency to develop a draft, in order for our CEO to review. You know, there's all of these touch points and being able to be detail oriented and following, you know, following up on things. Um, due diligence is important. And I, I just love the responsibility of that. It sounds like you have like a good hold on like what you do on a day-to-day basis. Like, you know exactly what you're doing, but like with the rebranding and everything. You guys did that in like five months, right? Uh, yes. Ish. About there. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Rebranding an entire company in that amount of time. Like I mentioned on our pre-interview, um, Lay's took two years to change the, their bag, like their mm-hmm. chip bag. That's crazy. You guys rebranded an entire company in five months. Can you like walk us through like how hectic work was? Yes. <laughs> so we like to do things big and bold uh, when it comes to marketing. So I'm not sure if you've taken a look at our company last year, but one of the things that we did as NG Insight was we did a 10 city, 10 day tour coast to coast. So we sent about three or four people starting in New York, ending in Seattle, um, and they traveled as efficiently as they could um, trying to reduce carbon emissions and doing carbon credit uh, buybacks and taking EVs from Atlanta to Chicago. And uh, so we, we tried to do a lot and we tried to do it big. So when the task, and we pulled that together in about three, three or four months as well. Um, so pulling this together was so along that similar line. So we had a little bit of a template to go off of. Um, and we had just rebranded the year before uh, from Ecova into our, our parent company, NG. And uh, when it came that we were rebranding in September to fully launch, uh, it just so happened to correlate really well with um, the climate groups climate week uh, in New York City. So we thought, what a, what better way than to announce our entrance to a global market than um, being a major sponsor for uh, a global a global event that had a lot to do with our our bread and butter. Um, so. <laughs> It was a lot of conversations. It was a lot of brainstorming, um, but I don't think we could have pulled it off without the leadership direction that we had. Um, it was one of those points where there was a lot of change happening in a very short period of time. Our, 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 my boss's boss ended up becoming the CMO, um, and he he was really a driving force. Um, and same with a lot of our leadership and director roles um, that ended up changing. Uh, so I don't think that we could have accomplished it without the support and direction and encourage encourage constant encouragement um, from them that it would have been as successful as it was. So with the change of your company branding, um, it sounds like you guys are moving in a new direction. Do you see marketing like changing as well, like over the course of time that you've had so far? So, so with our company, we're not necessarily changing directions. Um, what we have done is basically, uh, from our parent company bulked up our, our resources and, um, what we can offer to a client, our clients. And originally, you know, as Ecova and NG Insight, we were mainly focused in North America, but now that we've joined entity, joined forces with three other entities from NG, uh, we're able to offer way more insight into data and um, resource management on a global scale. So we're still focused on sustainability and that sustainability transformation in the marketplace. Um, that's becoming a huge focus. You know, climate action uh, is big and you're seeing a lot of those climate strikes happening and more focus um, 
from the government pointed towards that. So we're, we're really trying, we're in that space. We have been in that space, but we've just widened our capabilities as well as our expertise. Um, in terms of, of the change of marketing in general, um, you know, for, for my standpoint, digitization is, inevitable and it's happening. You see augmented reality coming into play um, and it's a new landscape that you've got to figure out and grab your share of voice and keep the attention. So it's going to be big moving forward on being quick to adjust to the marketplace as things change as well. I had a question regarding um, the digitization, my gosh, my mouth. It's a tough word. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of marketing. Do you do a lot of like content marketing? Yes. Yeah, so um, we do, and it's a little tough now because our our departments have shifted, um, and we've expanded our expertise. Like I've mentioned, even in the reports and product services that we're offering, but we do have content management and content pushes when it comes to thought leadership. So if we're putting out, um, you know, a blog, if our CEO has hindsight trends of the last decade you know we have those type of content pieces we we look to this is going to sound really terrible and i apologize um especially for sustainability but we try to slice the pig every way we can so utilizing every piece in any way that we can and dissecting just how much length we can get and how much amplification we can get so content generation is absolutely part of that uh, you know, plan and and generation for amplifying your plans when it comes to, you know, simple ebook or a simple blog. Because Kara has such a big job title and just so much NG, we really wanted to narrow in on some specific job titles that she has. This includes content marketing. We asked her a few questions about what exactly that is and how she sees it shaping marketing. Can you describe um, content marketing for our listeners? Like, what it is basically. Yeah. So with, (laughs) with content marketing, um, you know, that is definitely more copy driven. Um, it's not as bright, beautiful campaigns, but it is important with messaging. So content is basically your proof points of the high level messaging that you're sending out for brand awareness or market awareness. Um, and it dives more into detail. So when you're developing a campaign that for example, on our end, that's around renewables. Okay, well, what content are we developing in order to proof point what we're saying about renewable energy, um, and why why should people care? So it's um, you know can range anywhere from develop content. Content is wide, so it's anything written from a blog to an ebook to a report to a white paper um, to a simple tweet. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, it, it can range from everything and understanding and having that you unified message across all platforms and all content is important. I think we've been seeing a lot more, um, an increase in content marketing recently, especially with the increase in social media with Instagram and Twitter and everything. Um, is that, I've noticed even on LinkedIn, like that's a position now, like content marketer. Um, and it could so be, so that's that's part of my role as yeah. well, where I assist our senior director of growth uh, growth marketing um, in developing quarterly plans to fully flush out some ideas of content generation from our, our programs teams and product marketing. So it's taking a look at, okay, we have these campaigns, 
now what? Okay, well, we want um, to focus on these three verticals during this quarter. Okay, what, what type of blog is going to pull into that campaign in order to drive pipeline? So you have, you know, you have this whole flow of figuring that out, but it's not just as simple as saying, well, I'm just going to do a blog here. Um, because then all of a sudden you're having a blog a week and it's saturating to where it's not going to hard hit as much as possible. So there's a lot of planning that goes into it. Um, but in terms of what exactly a content management position looks like, uh, you know, it's going to range from determining the planning schedule to executing the, um, executing the submission, the creation, the reviews, uh, as well as getting it out to market and what the plan is there. It sounds like you wear a lot of hats and <laughs> contents under <Yes>. your belt. <laughs> You're all over the place. <laughs> well, for us with content, you know, that is a digital, a digital channel. So um, we see the later end. I, you know, I assist our senior director of growth uh, marketing in developing that plan, but I don't see it again until it is ready to go out to market and executing those external digital plans. So there's a lot of in between that happens there that isn't necessarily under my role, but you know, I have certain touch points at some point. Because Cara has so much experience in so many different areas of marketing, I wanted to ask her about advice or golden pieces of information that she has for newly graduated or soon to be graduate students what you would look for as a manager in new graduates, what they can do outside of like standard education to fit better in like your team, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, with our team, there's a lot of technology that we use, uh, that I feel is not touched on a lot when it comes to your degree. Um, things like marketing automation platforms, Pardot, Salesforce, Marketo, um, and then there's also a lot of the Google Analytics, um, Hootsuite, social media management, um, Adobe Creative Suite. So there is just a slew and a slew of different um, platforms and tools that are being used that I would definitely suggest looking into. Um, when you know when I transitioned from a sales position into a marketing position, one of the things that I did not touch a lot was marketing automation, like email generation and list building. And so uh, coming into this into my position, I still don't touch it a lot, but I do every now and again. Um, so I get this insight of this whole world that I didn't know existed, but I feel would be very intuitive for you to look into so that moving forward when you're applying for positions, you show that you have this background and knowledge. Um, for example, when I was in undergrad and moving forward, I actually self-taught myself how to use Adobe Creative Suite. So that was like the Photoshop, Illustrator, um, Premiere, uh, Dreamweaver. So by having that on my utility belt when it came to applying and interviewing for positions, it was just like that notch of, oh, okay, well, they've gone above and beyond and have this skill set that we can rely on um, or, you know, call upon when needed and not have to outsource or, you know, and, and tight turnarounds, um, they could turn to you for, for that help. So trying to become like an integral part of the team with your skill set, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, taking a look at those marketing tools um, that I mentioned would be probably a great starting point for anyone. On that note, do you have like any tips of advice for freshmen, sophomore, juniors who are trying to figure out like they know what they want to do, let's say, like mm -hmm. their freshman year, they know they want to be marketing majors. When to start reaching out to people, like when to start networking, how to utilize that network? 
Mm. Well, I mean... Gonzaga offers a lot of career fairs um, and a lot of uh, opportunities to develop your resume, go through mock interviews. So utilize those resources. <laughs> like from freshman year on, I know it may seem embarrassing or it may seem uncomfortable, but that's what's going to help you later on. Um, in terms of reaching out, you know, you don't go into the school of business or into your major until your junior year. So it can be a trial run. You know, freshman and sophomore year, find those internships for someone who's looking for school credit. Um, start reaching out probably late freshman year, early sophomore year, even just for informational interviews. Uh, and I would absolutely recommend it to anyone to just get out there and get in front of people because you never know what opportunities could come from that chain of reaction. Lastly, uh do you have any advice for people who are about to graduate, um, like your biggest little nugget of advice? Yeah. Um, you know, first off, don't, don't worry. Your opportunity will come. Someone will give you the chance. Uh, you know, that was a big thing for me going from sales to marketing was I just needed someone to give me the chance, even though I didn't have the work background for it. I hadn't spent the last two years in marketing and an agency doing this and that. Um, so just know it will come and it will be a blessing when it does. Um, but also another piece of advice is don't feel like you are stuck in one avenue. Um, you know, if you get into marketing and you realize that graphic design is where your passion is because that's what you want to touch most in marketing, do it. Like, you know, people understand, um, there's, there's certifications, there's online courses, there's education. Um, so don't be afraid to change your path. If you have this feeling that it's not the path you want to be on, it doesn't matter the timing. If it's, you know, within six months of a job, if it's within two years, 10 years, um, there's, there will always be that opportunity. Our time with Cara was an amazing experience. She had so much great advice to share, and we hope that you enjoyed the show as much as we did. This episode was produced and edited by Nicolina Merlino. Music courtesy of Music Box Licensing. Download other episodes on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>